Welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today, we are going to be talking all things virtual reality. How exciting is that? My guest is Rosanna Patino, founder of Edged VR, which is a virtual reality company that focuses on helping students learn future skills in immersive technology. It's all around being based on a holistic approach to develop creative and critical skills such as collaborations, solving problems, design and systems thinking. And so students can then learn how to apply these skills in the future business world that they're going to inherit. So Rosanna has extensive experience in technological change. She's into implementing training and learning initiatives. She's really well studied. She's got a master's degree in business management and is a prolific researcher in the VR industry where she shares her passion and knowledge about this very topic. And she's going to do that with us today. So welcome to the program, Rosanna. Thanks so much. Wow, what a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always weird when someone introduces you. It's like, yeah, that's me. I'm pretty awesome, aren't I? Who <laughs> <laughs> is this person? I want to meet her. <laughs> I know. Well, let's just do that now. So let's just tell us, the listeners, right from the beginning, before we go back into your journey and what you do, what is virtual reality? I, you know, if, if you're listening in, you're thinking like me, you might have gone to, you know, a, an event at one time and put some little goggles on and thought, yeah. okay, what does it look like? Is it all about looking at things from a 3D perspective? What do you, what have you created and, and how does that help the learners to be able to do those more complex things such as solving problems with it or, um, or collaborating with others? Yeah, so virtual reality is quite a combination of things. And and often, um, you know, you say people have put on the headsets and they go, oh, wow, this is great. Like I, I can go into a different world. I can go to a different country. I can go into worlds that are created, you know, computer-generated worlds. Um, and that's, you know, that's all uh, the virtual reality that, that you can experience. And it's it's almost like, a little bit of experiential learning, we, we call it, because you kind of go through and experience what you're learning as you're doing it, and it can be a gamification type of experience. And um, so but what we do is we actually use uh, the background as 360-degree images. So you could do a computer-generated 3D background, or you could create a 360-degree background, which is actually filming taken with a 360 degree camera of a real space, of an existing space. Mm. So it actually enables and empowers um, the user of our systems to go out and explore different areas around them, different scenarios that they encounter um, by creating that background, which is real, you know, in a real world situation, and then bringing those images back into our software and building some interactive content around that for a learning experience. Oh my gosh, my mind is just racing with the possibility right straight up front. I know I'm a closet geek and I just absolutely am so excited about this conversation because I'm just imagining being at school or one of my kids being at school and thinking you could have, you could put your goggles on and suddenly you're in, um, you know, a rocket ship. You could imagine what it's like to be an astronaut because the, yeah. all the visuals around you actually are completely simulating that. So you feel like you're there. Or if you were going to 
to be, you know, in a, a factory or down a mine or, you know, any kind of environment in a current or future predicted business environment. Yeah. Uh, you could actually, or even just a pleasurable environment, I'm imagining, yes. <laughs> uh, you can actually then just put it on and then you're then in it. So then that's how the learning can be because you can then imagine, you know, pressing those buttons or or yes. using certain things or imagining, you know, does it also, I suppose, come with not just the visual, does it come with, you know, the sounds and the, the smells and all sorts of things that would just yes. make you feel like you're totally there? You're totally immersed, right, correct, yeah. So we, we actually specialise with current current environments, so not so much the future ones. Those future ones are, are great to build in, in development software, uh, but our, our area of expertise is really looking at current, current locations. So, for example, um, teachers can take their students and go on an excursion or a field trip and film what they're doing. Um, and then bring that back and create an experience and share it with the rest of the school. Um, ah. or, or they can film the actual school and um, create experiences around different classroom, different projects that students have made. They can film that in, in a 360 background and then build um, a, a whole virtual experience of your school where you can tour the school, where you can look at products that students have made in year 12, for example. So, so it's actually bringing sort of the real world into, yeah. into a virtual environment. So this is the difference I think that people struggle with sometimes and yeah. this is where we're finding is, is quite a, a, an opportunity for us to help with the learning curve for, for <laughs> teachers and students. Yeah. Yes, I'm thinking that straight up front, uh, imagining one of the biggest challenges is going to actually be the teachers and there's no disrespect there, but this is a whole new space that they're not trained for. So then when someone comes in like, you know, with a product like yours and the kids would just be so fascinated because immediately I'm thinking now there's so many experiences that you have, you know, in school that you, you know, you couldn't have shown to anyone else. You know, mum and dad missed it because they're working or you want to show now overseas or you want to you know even just share your incredible experience so now you know with this technology you can actually you know your opportunity to share an experience or a learning or, uh, or with others is just incredible but what's triggering me is the poor teachers are going to go yeah. oh my gosh I've got no knowledge about this whatsoever and you're relying on them to be able to then get access to the children to be able to have this opportunity so how does that work when you go into schools yeah you know spot on annie i think um we've been so, so uh, we, we're a startup so we're sort of two years in in the making and we've spent a lot of time talking to teachers and with the whole COVID situation that's you know coming to an end now i think teachers are pretty exhausted with taking on their current workload let alone you know, more information, trying to, you know, learn new things. Um, and they definitely are looking for exciting ways to engage these students where it won't be too hard for them to implement. And so what we found the biggest thing was to actually upskill the teachers. So we do actually do a lot of um, teacher professional development and, and training. Um, I was recently came back from um, Adelaide where I... 
um, ran a workshop at the Science um, Association for Teachers in, in South Australia. Um, great way to, you know, get feedback from teachers um, to see what their level is and then just help them understand the, the use case that they're looking for. Um, and then also, obviously, you know, to give them that knowledge about how to use the technology. So um, we do find that's really one of our key focus areas this year has been to upskill teachers in the technology. Mm. And then I think another big challenge for them is, is this hurdle of getting through the Internet and the Wi-Fi. And even though the IT department works, sometimes technology doesn't work. And yes. And that's not mainly the technology problem. It's it's the access through things that school block, like there's firewalls and there's, you know, connectivity issues. And, and so that's been a little bit of a challenge for us to work um, with different schools. And uh, different schools have each got their own issues around that. So it's not a one-fix type of fits yeah. all <laughs> solution. Um, but we have actually launched into um, a complete offline product, which we are um, have done a little bit of a soft launch, but we're looking at doing a bigger launch later this month, where it involves everything offline. Um, so very excited about that. That's coming up. <laughs> That is very, very exciting. I can imagine it's almost easier for you just to arrive with your own uh, own Wi-Fi that you tap into. I know it's going to break a few school codes, but um, that's right, relying on a struggling, um, yeah. you know, particularly a public system or just the bandwidth and, and so forth, and there's nothing more disappointing than having this amazing, exciting day happening and then the technology fails because you can't access the Wi-Fi. No. So I know that you would be smack onto that and um and making sure that yeah that's right you're developing ways around that all the time just yeah. so that guaranteed learning experience so you did a master's in business management though so how does this woman who's done a you know you're into business management how did you get all techie and how did you think this was a really great idea an opportunity mm -hmm. for you how did you get those skills to go you know what i'm going to go into virtual reality yeah um so i have i've probably got around 25 plus years experience in corporate technical change and system software implementation and i think there came a time in my life you know with the kids i've got the three kids and we moved countries um, south africa the uk australia and i felt like it was time to do something for me and i'd always wanted to, to do a degree uh -huh. and I thought well this is this is my chance I had a little one who was you know one years old I don't know what I was thinking I enrolled in a master's degree <laughs> and, um, and then um, it kind of just grew from there you know I just I, I really I'm kind of I'm kind of in a um, sort of space where I love studying and I love learning about new things so um, kind of just worked out that with my love for technology and with a way to try and help solve something um, my husband had a business where he was training a lot of staff and, and I just said to him one day I'm sure we can find something that can work 
so that we can reduce the training time for mm. you. And then um, I tried to put the two things together and uh, basically came up with a solution that we could do it in VR. So it, it kind of grew legs. And then we went, well, you know, to do this, we actually need to start with students because it's a great piece of technology, but we need to upskill our students on how to use it and how to be creators. And then this business just grew from that. And, um, you know, it, it's been validated so many times when, you know, when you speak to teachers, this is really something that they would love to get their students to start working with, you know, other businesses in this area have also just, you know, come out and said, this is exactly what we were waiting for, getting students the opportunity to create their own content and experiences. So it is a little bit, I think, ahead at the moment where um, I think teachers, schools, they're still thinking about consuming ready-made content. Mm -hmm. And they sort of, you know, they, they're still at that point where, oh, let's look at something in virtual reality. Let's experience something. So yeah. we're just that next step ahead where we say, you know, let's do more. Let's let's get the students, uh, let's get their digital skills, you know, yes. let's, you know, improve the way they think. Let's let's bring in the STEM component, which is a, a real big thing for schools where you integrate uh, science and technology and maths and engineering. So let's try and cross over a couple of subjects rather than just stay siloed in mm. one particular subject like technology or multimedia for this type of application. And oh, so I really love that. I love the way, you know, I'm imagining, you know, one of my sons who's got a VR set and he's in his computer game, but it's all sort of made for you. And so you're in this experience, yes, but in a way it's kind of like a luxury, it's pre-done. The, the, the difference of what you're actually focusing on is the creative learning, the mm. action learning that young children we all need to actually do. But yeah. it, it then bring, gives them ownership, right? Like when you're creating your own yeah. space or this, your yeah. own environment. So that's right. You're getting your, your digital skills, your photographic, you're putting it together. You've got your design. You've got the, you've got the teams working together. That's you've it. You're working. How's this all going to work? And then when you've actually created something that actually, you know, you is your, your experience, your life, it, it is so much more meaningful, right? Oh, the impact of that, you know. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Annie, you're so right, you know. The impact of having created something from scratch, um, the agency that the students have when they when they know they they have an, an objective. Mm -hmm. So we kind of um, we kind of intertwine a lot of learning in in our in our in, in our approach. So we do a lot of collaborative storyboarding, for example, and we talk about how we like come up with an idea, but it's got to be suited for the right application. So it's not just you know, just oh, photograph or film something. It's really about yeah. creating those purposeful, purposeful projects so that they are meaningful and, um, you know, they can create really great impacts. And so we weave that into the course and um, students work in groups. You know, we sometimes, uh, depends on how big the group, but sometimes we allocate job roles to, to the students. So they yeah. actually become really... Um, they take that ownership, as you say, you know, so we could have like a project manager, but then we could have a creative director or then we can have sort of uh, the content creators. And 
um, you can see how students learn differently. And it's, it's, yeah. it's always amazing to work with a, a group of students who are so interested in what they're, they're doing and their, their approach to it is completely different to normal school work. You know, they're yeah. not just sitting there taking in whatever has been said to them or writing notes. They're actively hands-on, getting involved. It kind of translates to the way they, the skills they need for workplace. So I feel like it's making an impact in that respect. Yeah. I think it's going to have a massive impact because, you know, one, just being able to appreciate that you you can create things, you can create new ways of thinking. So even this generation coming through, you know, even in the work environment as, you know, as, as an employer myself, I've seen people go, well, you could do it this way or could do it that way. You know, that creativity, that, that, um, that desire to sort of just, you know, think outside the box and sort of go, yeah. I know you've done it that way and that's okay and it's not wrong, but, and then suddenly come up with a whole new you know digital way of looking at things or 3d or spinning it around and everyone else yeah. in the office just goes oh my gosh you know <laughs> but why not you know sometimes yeah. it's good sometimes it's not you know but I love I love that sort of empowerment to be able to be always thinking of you know what is there a better way is there a new way or also that everything is is changing and you know that nothing is set in stone right so that's sort of element as well wow so what's the oh, feedback from the kids yeah um so um I, I love that you said that you know the, the, that it's it's evolving you know it's not necessarily a set um the art i mean the goal is there when you create something but but it can be whatever the students want it to be the experience yeah. and so i just quickly just tell you about something that, that we teach and we talk, we teach about design in virtual reality. And, you know, as a, as a user of virtual reality, when you go into a headset and you look at something, you actually decide where you want to look. You, as, as the user, decide which way you want to turn and the way you want to go. So it's very different to watching a movie because you're just getting shown what yes the point of view of the movie, right? As a VR user and as an experience in VR, the, the design of it is very different because the designer can put things out, but they're never going to know which way the user wants to go. So, and, and that's quite a different way of designing. So it's pretty exciting for students to think they can, you know, apply any kind of design, but, you know, Whatever the user makes of it, I think is 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 what what the user exactly will you know, which shows that we're all very subjective. We've all got our own experience, you know, for going about our every day, what we look at, how we see things. Someone else wouldn't have even noticed, right? <laughs> so this actually shows it, and also it visually tr it tracks it. So I, the analytics of this is just so cool because yeah. I'm imagining even in the areas one in um, medicine, for example, I've just yeah. uh, finished a role as a CEO of Glaucoma Australia. So in eye disease, if you have um, have a um, virtual reality that you know 
you could actually detect, well, the people with an eye disease that they can't see their peripheral wouldn't have been able to see those certain things. So you could almost be watching just a, a movie or a, a scene and if you don't look to something, it means that you haven't seen it. So, like, from yeah. a science perspective, amazing. From a shopping centre perspective, oh, my gosh, like the, the marketing team would absolutely love this because, you know, they pay a lot on their displays and how you lay out stores. And if you actually had people who had that simulation and actually saw, well, what do they they look at is it yes. the, the colors is it the way it was laid out you know if we all walk through a simulated environment in a different way I think it would massively affect organizational change and aspects like that so well and you've definitely onto something with that <laughs> it's not it's not the analytics I've built into our software, but wow, that is I know I've got a very inquisitive mind. I'm always looking at sales marketing going, yep, that's a freebie for someone out there. You know, you need to hook up with Rosanna here because this is I'm telling you now, if I if I was one of those, you know, if I was designing um, you know, even my own little shop. You know, if I had a shop, a boutique or a hairdressers or anything, you know, there's so many decisions that you make where you place something, where someone's yes. going to notice it, what they're looking at. And so that whole thing, you could actually, you know, create a 3D um, image of your your shop in, you know, five different ways and actually track where people look at it with their, yeah. you know, from a v VR experience and yeah. it would massively shift you know where where you actually place things and set yeah. things up um oh, you know money. yeah <laughs> <laughs> something definitely. you'll have to bring me on board for your marketing team <laughs> <laughs> so how has it been then tapping into this whole new space as a startup mm. you know when you're starting up in this space you're obviously you know super qualified for it this is your gig you're you're absolutely loving it you're seeing that it's necessary but you've also then come into a new environment I'm assuming you know every market has other people positioned in it how have um, your competitors responded to this is it a competitive space how have you navigated that yeah um Look, it's, you know, I say two years we've been doing this, but I, I think within the two-year two year time frame, we're actually quite mature for this industry. Um, in, in, the, in this particular area that we're in, you know, the immersive industry is quite large. There's, you know, VR, there's AR, there's, you know, um, um, different uh, hardware, there's software, there's lots of elements of it, you know. And this sort of authoring, the, the, the tool that we have is an authoring tool so that students can create. There, um, yeah, there's not much, look, in Australia, there's not much um, competition for, for this right now in, in, in the school and education space. Um, in the UK, well, well, really overseas, I've actually partnered with a, with a company from Germany who helped with the development of my software and um, we've you know created this offline version together which is a fantastic solution um, but I am often talking to people all over the world because I think in Australia they still this it's still slow in, in growing this industry um, the actual industry itself there's quite a few people in the research area now which is good they're starting to definitely bring that out more in the universities 
Uh, and as I say, there's so many different um, different parts of this immersive uh, area. The technology, the hardware, the headsets seem to come more from sort of China or the US currently. Mm -hmm. um, I don't actually know if there's any headsets coming out of directly from Australia. I haven't seen at all. And, you know, I'm pretty much looking at the market constantly. Um, with with the in the in the space of creating content where you have ready-made content that's booming you know there's so yeah. many people um that do production now and 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 the and the shift for photographers is pretty easy to do so production companies or film companies movie making companies they could the shift is is easy enough so um you know they can refocus and, and look at that area because the film you know you need different camera you need different equipment but you know it's kind of aligned enough so that they could do the switch and that's starting to grow a little bit um that part of the industry definitely uh, we work with uh, some contractors so we've got you know a contractor who um who filmed the sydney harbour bridge and all of that for us um, the Opera House, we got that all filmed out so that students can use that to to hang um, to to create with. Um, we also got uh, people in South Australia that produce um, farm um, yeah. imagery and beautiful images. You know, using drones to film, like really get the whole expansive space of the farmlands, and um, and then also just deep dive into different things like. The tractor, how the tractors um, harvest carrots, for example, or you know what's happening on a pig farm. <laughs> like, how does that work? And you know, really interesting stuff that you know students would never, you know, really come across unless they physically go exactly. to that space. Exactly. And so, bringing you know, bringing all that content into into our application allows students to then use that content and then build something from that. Um, and not, so not only just consume it, but actually think about how they, they can use those pieces of um, of media to create a story or, or to build on something, you know. So uh, it's been really amazing. I'm part of this network um, group called um, XR in, Oz XR in Education. Uh -huh. And so we meet four times a year. And it includes industry, it includes content creators, schools, universities, whoever's interested in this technology. So I think it's the first sort of real big one in Australia that, you know, they, they're trying to combine all of all of the areas because we kind of all need each other. We work, you know, exactly. well, combining everything together, you know. So, yeah. I think all entrepreneurs need each other, you know, just to stay connected, to learn, yeah, learn off each other, to support each other, um, just to get even get ideas from each other is so invaluable. Um, yeah. I love what you were saying there about, you know, the farming. I'm imagining students, you know, even at an agricultural college, you yeah. know, sometimes you, you'll go and get a work placement, but that's right, if you have a pandemic where well, you can't go on work placement, <laughs> if you or you might get the pig farm, but someone else gets to, that's right, harvest carrots or, or whatever it is. You know, it allows you in a way to do every experience, you know, yeah. so you get that volume. I know sometimes in, in a variety of courses, you only have the experience that you're lucky to have had 
you know, on your placement, you know, based sometimes on very, you know, um, obscure reasons that, you know, it just happened on the day or, or whatever. And so yeah. I just think, yeah, that whole experience would be incredible. I also love what you're referring to, which is great for those listening in to see in a modern day, you know, startup, the collaborative relationships, the relationships that you're building globally to actually make this happen. Because that's it. You know, you might be positioned here in Australia, but that's right. All the components of what you require could be sourced from anywhere in the world. You want to be watching what they're doing. Um, yeah. you know, so it might be price, it might be quality, uh, it yeah. might be, you know, different chains of, of, of actually getting that product uh, to to your market. Uh, I think that must be amazing and that would be a very um, exciting opportunity oh, to you. Definitely. And it is, for me, that's, and I guess I'm probably a little bit of a natural networker and so I kind of fell into that space a lot easier than maybe somebody who isn't. But um, the, the opportunity to talk to sort of um, businesses on a global scale is there, you know, and everybody's open. We've done, you know, we've we've got partners in France who supply us with beautiful wildlife imagery that next to none, the quality is, you know, absolutely amazing. Under the sea experiences, um, wildlife safari, you know, in, in Africa, things that I would never be able to get my hands on, you know, if it weren't for them. Um, you know, we, you know, China with the headsets, um, India, um, you know, we talk to India quite often about what kind of, what things that schools are requiring and how we can help, the, you know, the Department of Education in India. Um, we launched now in Canada this week, which, which was our first launch of our new offline product. Uh, so we are trying to, you know, stay, stay with a global mindset, maybe is, is the yeah. word to use. Like, you know, have a global mindset, but stay, stay really grounded to, to the local um, area because like for Australia, I think it's so key that we build up more skills in this, in this area. So I'm very conscious that if I can provide work for somebody in Australia, then I look for that first yeah. and then go elsewhere if I can't find it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. It's great to have I that. Love that. I love that. How do you know who to trust when you start launching into, you know, these new relationships yeah. are exciting, <laughs> new things are happening, people promise you everything. Exactly. Um, when you're pioneering in a new space, it's risky, right? Oh, and yeah, Annie, that's such a good question. How do you know who to trust? It, it's hard, you know, and, and I think, um, look, I always start with let's build a relationship before uh, I understand what's involved and we try, I try and do that. Um, during my studies at um, at uh, at uni, when I when I was doing the master's degree, um, there was um, one of our lecturers called uh, Peter Fuda, and he and he he delivered um, a lesson once in who do you work with, like who do you align yourself with, mm -hmm. um, and there's this quadrant that he spoke about. You know, there's these people that have money, but maybe are not aligned with your um, philosophy. Then there's people that don't have money that are aligned with your philosophy. Then there's people that, you know, work well um, and have a different philosophy. So, you know, you kind of, 
who do you actually work with? And um, and I, I kind of settled on, um, I want to work with people that are aligned with what we do and what we're trying to achieve, you know, and that is, you know, bringing this technology to students to enable them and empower them. And that's for me is, you know, the key, key thing. And then the second one is, um, you know, you do want to work with people you like and build a relationship with them because ultimately if you have a partnership, you, you want to be able to get along and trust and, and all of that. So I kind of always start with that, like try and build a relationship um, and then, you know, it, and then if it becomes a partnership, then, yeah. then, then I'm happy. But build the relationship based on are we aligned with our, our thinking and our objective and then move on to, right, maybe this could be a partnership. So I hope that's the right approach. It kind of, I feel like sometimes it's a hit and miss, but I found that if I've started that way, it, it feels like it's going Oh, on. I think it's lovely. I think it's have friends first before becoming lovers, right? That's <laughs> You know, you want to you want to try before you buy. You want to just sort of develop those relationships slowly, and let's just see how we align. Right? It's a game. It's a dance. It's um, it's important part of business yeah. and life. You know, and so that's right. That's the that's the lesson for those listening in. That sometimes you know things sound too good to be true, or so so sudden, or you know making claims that there's just no evidence. There's no breadcrumbs. Then you just go, well, you know, what you know, welcome to explore. And then you just see, you know, you just wait to see the evidence. So you can be lovely while being a little bit skeptical and then yeah. go, well, just impress me, right? Yeah. And um, and you pleasantly, you you know, you want to be pleasantly surprised um in these sorts of things. That's um, it. And you know, just on the trust thing, you know, um I think there's two, two two types of people with trust. You either you start trusting somebody immediately when you meet them, and then you decide by their actions whether you will continue to trust them. And then there's other people that go, "I don't trust you until you show me I can trust you." Yeah. So I think it, you've got to be, you know, just which what person are you? Like for me, I feel like I trust you until you show me you that I can't trust you, that's where I start. I always start with being open and having the trust, obviously with the reservation. Show me that that you can that I can continue to trust you, you know, and then I think it, it is hard, but, you know, that's business, right? That's business, exactly. You've always got to have a little bit of risk. Now let's talk money then. How hard is it as a startup to, um, you know, keep yourself going? You've launched during a pandemic, for goodness sake. So Gold Star, incredibly impressive to do that. But I'm assuming with, you know, as soon as you mentioned technology, you know, I can all, my, my, my mind just explodes with, oh, my goodness, that must be expensive. So it's expensive yeah. to set up and to just continually be ahead of the game in that's right you've been talking about the clarity and the and on the quality of your your visuals and things like yeah. that so how how challenging has that been for you and will continue to be yeah um look very very challenging and um i started off with a little bit of a um i put in a bit of money to start but um it quickly became apparent that to get the technology to where I wanted it to be, we'd have to spend a lot. And so hence my partnership with the company in Germany, they are the developers now. Um, they um, 
they support uh, the development of the technology, which I'm, you know, so thankful for. They have done it based on my recommendation. I mean, they could have turned around and said, no, nah, we're not really interested, Rosanna, in what you're talking to us about, but they saw value in what I was trying to achieve. And they said, yes, we want to work with you. We want to build the software to suit what your application of its use uh, will be. And so, therefore, really, you know, had had a blessing in that way. Um, but uh, there are really huge expenses in, you know, the media. Um, and I can only, you know, spend the money that I have. So, um, you know, it's just coming in slow sort of little dribbles at the moment. So as soon as I've got a bit of funds, we can, you know, do a little bit of development because not only do we have technology development, we've got program development yes. aligned with curriculum and teacher training modules and student workbooks and websites that support all of this and, you know, subscription fees to everything. So, yeah, I'm also quite lucky that um, I have a partnership with a company that um, that supplies internship mm -hmm. for me. Right. And, and that's been really, really great. We've had amazing interns that have worked with us, you know, for three to six months at a time. And, um, you know, there's, there's been IT interns, there's been um, um, interns from SAE Institute, which is a really great, you know, media production school. There's been um, interns from the UTS tech uh, departments. Um, I've got actually two interns at the moment. One is a marketing one. One is a tech that's helping. One's helping me with the software. The other one's helping me with my marketing. So I've been so blessed to have opportunities to have um, great people who are aligned. And I think I'm just excited about working in the space and then also willing to give up some of their time you know, an effort to to help support, you know, the the cause of let's try and help students. Um, oh. I also have, I have to mention the great uh, partner, um, Carla, who's been working with me, you know, um, and, and even more so now in the last few months while we're trying to get everything ready to, to launch. Um, she's got a background in learning and development and she's come on board um, really, you know, volunteered so much of her time to help build to the point where we're at now to say, right, we can, you know, launch this offline version as well. So I've been pretty lucky, I think, you know, yeah. and, and then, you know, then people say, well, you know, you're not lucky you've worked for it. And yeah, yes, yes, yes and no, you know, I have worked for it, but but also I think this technology excites people and so yeah. therefore that's a way in. Exactly. I think it, it's a bit of both. Uh, definitely you're luckier when you're lovely and helpful and creative and engaging and thankful and have gratitude and, and all of those beautiful qualities that you obviously uh, have. <laughs> uh, so that definitely attracts the positive and so what a blessing you are. Also, that's right, sometimes you can just be, you know, in, a, in an area that is um, advantageous to other people to align with, you know, because they're yeah. learning those skills, they're getting that on their CV. And that's a win-win and that's actually wonderful. That's what you want, you know, even if it is, you know, benefiting them. You know, I've had that with people who join boards just to, you know, as a pathway. And you kind of go, well, yeah, but they were still helpful at the time. You know, it's it's all it's all wonderful. It, you know, you don't have to, I think you, you always just be thankful for what you've got. And if 
you're in, in an area like you are that is just creating opportunities for interns and young people to actually learn along the way and be part of that while it helps you in your business. I think that is so fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I know you um, said somewhere I read on yours um, bio might have been, uh, it said that you have to be comfortable living in the grey. What does that mean? <laughs> I think that's me. Um, you know, I think, you know, we're talking about how, how do you sort of build other partnerships and relationships and, and sometimes, um, and I guess I think sometimes it's attitude. I think it's, um, sometimes people say things, but they can't reach the target themselves. So you've got to allow, you know, you can't be really like, for me, I feel like you can't be like black and white about stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant about grey. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. We, you know, with our German partners, we've been working with them. And um, so it's been almost like a year and a half that we've, you know, been working together. And, you know, we we often we talk about something and then we come back to each other and go oh but you know we might we might need to change it and you know how do you feel about that and you know we move and we shift and we need to be a bit more fluid and flexible i think sometimes in business if you or even just in life i think you know this Let's be open this yeah or that you know and that's, that's why exactly. i said it's, it's sometimes quite good to live in the gray and just you know, move with the direction of where people feel good, you know, where, where yeah. things are going. Yeah, which doesn't mean you don't have strategy and you're not aligned, you know, and, and totally yeah. focused on where you are. It just means that you're more flexible. You know, you can yeah. pivot quickly. You can move, you know, around obstacles. You, you adapt. Uh, and also you're just respectful and appreciative of, of new ways of thinking, new ways of doing things, you know, and that's right. Often, you know, you can be so into a niche that you think, well, this is the way it's done. And it's kind of like, well, that's the way you've interpreted it. It's a bit like what we were saying with the VR. It's like, well, that's what you look at. That's, you know, and so you get a confirmation bias of that that just carries through. And so when you suddenly meet someone who goes, well, I don't see it that way at all, or I, you know, I would choose to approach it in this way or that way, I think it's... Um, I, I'm all into it. I like I like that living in the grey. <laughs> and I, but I also think it's 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 this um, it's the stage at which the technology is at. Mm. We ca we cannot kind of dig our heels in and say this is what you have to do, um, you know. And I think to have a goal, as you say, is, is the strategy. Have a goal, but you you actually need to, you know, it's such an evolving technology that there's. You know, before you, you kind of um, put your mind to something, 10 other things have changed, you know. <laughs> so, um, and I think it's it's the way the technology is that has kind of created that way of working for me right now is that, you know, let's see where it goes. This is our goal. We're going to get there. The way and the path to get there might change, but that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you get frustrated now? Now you're on the cutting edge and you're so into, you know, where your business is positioned. Do you get frustrated in waiting for technology, waiting for innovation? Like, do you, do you get ahead of, you know, I can't wait till they invent this, you know? Um, does that still blow your mind or do you, do, you, do you still feel like you're just saturated in what you're trying to explore at the moment? No, no, there is. There is this. 
you know, at the back of my mind, there's this one piece of technology that, um, you know, I keep I keep sort of going back to, and um, and and that is where I I would like us to get. I, that that is where I'd like the technology to get to. I mm. think there we will be able to get there. Um, I just feel like. Oh, there's so many, so many things and, and coming up right now where I don't think there's so many barriers um, getting the technology to where it could eventually go to. Um, the main one really is is financial. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, for, for me personally as a small startup, if I had more funds, um, if it was, you know, um, if, if we could get our hands on a lot more, we could do a lot more faster. Yeah. There is enough technology there for us to to do that right now. It's just the funds haven't got the funds are not matching. Universal problem. They're not matching the speed of my my um exactly. I know that feeling very well. It's like I'd love to do more and more and more. It just needs money. Uh, (laughs) but that's okay. I think we need to celebrate what we're doing and uh, and that's what we're definitely doing over this conversation today. So how have you found just the practicalities of you know this mum putting on this different hat, you know, instead of being in that corporate sphere. (laughs) that you were with regular hours and and raising your kids and now you're, you know, you're working in a global environment, you're growing a a business. How have you found the juggle? Yeah, gosh. Um, It's certainly as the kids have got older, it's a lot better, but they still need you just as much, right? You just have to be around. And I think having this work from home life has definitely enabled me to do that. But then I do feel my life is almost like 24 hours um, nonstop, Mm. especially dealing with overseas calls. There's often, you know, often I'm here starting a meeting at 10.30 at night. But I've taken off three hours to cook dinner, um, you know, uh, hang out with the kids a bit, make sure they're in bed or whatever I need to do. Um, spend a bit of time with my husband, otherwise he feels neglected, and then back on, you know, and then back on at like 10.30 to, you know, to have a meeting or, or to do some work. Um, so definitely your, like the intensity of work is, mm. is, is really quite, it's, it's pretty heavy. Mm. Um, but I've got it's those moments yeah. <laughs> you know, where I can get away. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the flexibility that that's right. It, it provides, but it also does become a risk that you you, you end up working twenty four seven while you're managing all the all the dream things in your world. And I'm sure you're like me and like all the other working women around the world going, oh my gosh, there's just like it's really great, but it's also always a challenge. And we need to just speak that out. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, yeah, and I think I, what really, really helps me is, you know, I've got an, an amazing partner who, first of all, supports that I've, you know, you know, supports me in that I'm not, um, you know, financially standing on my feet right now um, and, and I'm spending heaps of time making this happen. Um, mm. But also the encouragement that I get from him in, you know, you, you're on the right track, just don't give up, just continue. And um, I mean that is that's really been able to make me move forward, you know. Otherwise, I think it would be pretty pretty hard. Yeah, 
Very hard and you're blessed. You know, we're definitely blessed um, and, and I love the way that you've acknowledged him in that way that, you know, when you get their support, it just makes everything else so much easier, right? And, um, yeah, I know other people don't have that and, and just keep ch chipping away at those relationships because it does take a village. <laughs> it does take a team, um, you know, to actually pull these things off. It's been such a fantastic conversation. I've really enjoyed your sharing today, Rosanna. Uh, for those of you listening in and you want to find out more, you go to edgedvr.com.au and there you'll find Rosanna and you'll also find obviously her business if you're interested in getting this kind of technology, these programs into your schools, uh, definitely go to her website edgevr.com.au and reach out to her and then you'll see all of her socials as well. Uh, you'll also see them on my podcast platform um, and also my YouTube channel and uh, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Obviously, all of you listening in are through the Women's Business Tribe and the Women's Business Incubator. You will have learned so much today and those listening around the globe of just what it's like to actually, yeah, change tack in your life, go and get the qualifications, believe in a big vision, uh, and then just do that hard work, keep chipping away, collaborate, 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 and realise that it's a global um, situation that we're all working in now and there's just so many benefits from that and then so many learning curves that we've only just tapped into today and uh, so I wish you all the best for your future success Rosanna it's just been absolutely fabulous having you here today oh thanks Annie great so great to talk to you and you're pretty pretty knowledgeable already with with how VR is going so that's great <laughs> really good <laughs> 